Hey, my friend. My apologies. You, I know. Central time, Eastern time. I get it. I do. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's okay. Uh, yeah, it's okay. my bad. That's fine. That's fine. Um, it's fine. All right. So, so, hey. Did you did you schedule that or? I did. It's okay. live. We're live right now. It's okay. Uh, we'll trim it up and and we'll because we're going to rebroadcast it anyway. So it's okay. okay. We'll get it out there. Uh, so you know, let's welcome Jesse here. Um, some of you have been on already listening, and again, you might see this later. You might be on the app, whatever. So um, Jesse's uh, lives up. Jesse, what town is it in Tennessee? Columbia, Tennessee. Columbia, Tennessee. Now that's north of Nashville. It's uh, south of Nashville. So it's yeah. near Murfreesboro, Franklin, somewhere down that area. Right, okay. right, yeah. Um, so Jesse and Amy have a wonderful ministry, uh, Spirit Word Ministries. SpiritWordMinistries.org. Okay, so uh, go there, check them out. You can, by the way, you can be more than happy to give to his ministry and support them. They do crusades. They uh uh, they go around the world. Uh, last time you said you were overseas, how many got saved? You said it was. Uh, we saw 75,000 decisions in Malawi. That's so beautiful, man. Yeah. Uh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. I, look, it's not my Amazing. ministry, you know. I Hey, look, maybe I'll join you one time, just sit on the stage. But I'm just in awe of that kind of anointing. I told you this last time. Like, I'm in awe of it because it's not mine. It's different than mine. But I just love it because, you know, I'm not, I, by the way, I don't need to compete. I just love watching that. Watching Man. people hear the gospel. And uh, and we talked about some of the crazy miracles. So, Jesse, let's let's start. We'll go into your ministry a little bit. You're coming to the church. We've only got a week and a half, and you'll be here. Uh, by the way, again, that is Sunday, June 30th, two services, 10 and 5. Uh, Jesse will be joining us. He'll be preaching both services. So it's free. Please go to the uh, gatejacks, uh, the, thegatejacks.com, register, go to events and just register. It's just to make sure we don't run out of room, uh, that we have enough seats in there for everybody. We don't have a thousand seat sanctuary and uh, we want to make sure everyone's accommodated that's there. Um, but uh, Jesse will be doing both services. We'll take up offerings for him and all that and provide. Uh, so we, we want you guys to come to Jacksonville. If you're in the area or within 100, 200 miles, Take a road trip uh, and and come. It'll be a great time. We're looking forward to it. Sunday morning, he'll preach. And then, you know, I'm sure we'll probably, I'll probably beg him to do impartation on Sunday night because, you know, he's going to lay hands on me regardless. I'm just because I won't let him leave unless he does that. But I'll be generous and make sure he does it for everybody. Um, last time I was at Bethel, I, I went up to Bill. It was during Leaders Advance. I said, Bill, you're going to lay hands on everybody? And Bill goes, you know, I don't know. I said, Bill. Bill, you got to lay hands on everybody because he does it every leadership and he just wasn't sure if he was do it. I said, Bill, come on. Like, I'm hungry for an impartation. Like, lay hands on everybody. Yeah. So the next service, he goes, hey, we're going to lay hands on everybody. And the girl behind me goes, yes. I said, you're welcome. <laughs> I said, you're welcome. You That's know, awesome. So, all right, yeah. Jess, awesome. what's the Lord speaking to you about the church in America and around the world? What's What's the Lord talking to you about? Um, well, one of the things you, you have already mentioned, and that is the harvest, how, how important the harvest is this hour. Um, and that I believe is going to be 
one of the signs that we are entering into the new move. You know, there's there's many uh, there's many things that have been said about the new move. I don't believe it's here yet, but I know that something <laughs> fresh is happening. I know that God is stirring the hearts of many, and I really believe God is preparing us for what the new move is going to be. Uh, we're, we're entering into, we're, we're going to enter into it through God's spirit. And I, I see a, a movement being spearheaded and it's going to come through uh, the apostolic. It's going to come through the prophetic voice. But that's really something I've been praying into is, Lord, what is the new move going to look like? And how can we be part of what you're doing? How do right. we cluster ourselves to hear your voice? And, uh, you know, Lord, what is your heart for America? So that's one one of the things that have been really heavy on my heart is the new move of God. Right. And this is something I've been praying into for two years and just an intercession, praying about the next move, praying about the new breed. I know that the Lord has stirred my heart in this way, and I'm sure that you have some things as well, uh, Brother Lewis, that you could share. But um, I believe that, I believe uh, with everything that's happening in America, it's left many that are in a state of, bewilderment you know what's going on the church has been shaken in a way where we now have to look at the foundation what are we standing on you know what do we need to adjust and why are we not making the greater impact in the world because i asked myself what does the world see when they look in on the church Right. That's why miracles are so important. That's why harvest is so important. And that's why we desperately need the Holy Spirit. But I believe that God has a people that are going to be found in Isaiah 60 that will rise above everything that we see going on, the turmoil, the warfare, a people that will walk in the glory of God, walk in the blessing of heaven, and uh, the world will recognize that. The world will see that. <clears throat> now, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Uh, you know, we're in necessarily the end times. I do personally believe we're in the end times, but I believe that it could be a hundred years, a thousand years. You know, the part of the message of the gospel is that Christ could return any day. Right. That is an integral part of the gospel. But at the same time, I believe we need to we need to live our lives with legacy, preparing for the next generation. You know, what if we're not here to see Christ return? What if it's what if it's the next generation? So, um, I, I agree with that. I'm. I'm I always say, Jesse, I'm 58. I always say, hey, these are my last days, <laughs> regardless. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not going to live another 100 years. 
So you live it like, you know, you live it for legacy. You live it for the next generation. Come on. You know, and and you're not there. You're a young pup, but you, you know, it, it's it's what you you were supposed to do. And I think in my generation, 25 years ago, it was all about Jesus coming back, like in their lifetime. Right. right. You know. <clears throat> right. I don't think we raised up the next generation. I don't think the church did a good job with that because they were so sure Y2K, you know, that was it. It was going to be that one. And, and, and I think that, uh, boy, I, I don't think we're good predictors of right. his return, you know? And yeah. I, I still believe in a glorious church before he returns. So I, I always believe that it says he's returning for a bride without spot or wrinkle. And I see a lot of spots and wrinkles. Yeah. So, you know, I'm kind of waiting for the other, you know, the other one, you know? Yeah. Um, amen. I mean, you know, the Bible says that the knowledge of the glory of God will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Right. So one of the greatest signs of Christ's return is a mass harvest, global harvest. So, um, you know, I think it's really important we pray for America yeah. in a lot of ways. Uh, we, we've lost our focus on yes. what's truly important. Yes. And the harvest is important that we have a compassion for the multitude. Jesus, the Bible says, looked upon the multitude was moved with compassion. Right. Not only do we need a compassion for the multitude in other nations, but in America, it's a harvest field. <laughs> it's, you know. and I and think we, we forget. Don't you think we forget our own harvest field? Like, because I think it's yeah. in the mindset that you have to travel far. Right. You know, like, you know, and I always go, well, you know, several of the apostles didn't go anywhere. Peter, James, John didn't go far. Right. You know, because Jerusalem was enough work, <laughs> you know. Like their own people were enough right there, and um, I think sometimes we're we're we forget that because we're we're we have this idea of missions to be. Now I love I love travel. Yeah. I I, I love I love doing that, but for ten years, fifteen years, I never did that. The Lord had me here, just in America, and yeah. uh, it's only been the last ten years that He's had me travel. And so I would say to people like, "Hey, man, you might not be." You might like you might not be time for you to go overseas, but it's time for you to go across the road. You right. Know, yeah. Know, I, I actually have something to, to speak in on what you're saying right now, because um, the Lord gave me a dream about. Revival. And. Um, it, this was a time I was really spending a lot of time in prayer, just seeking the Lord on some things. And, uh, I had a dream that night that I walked into this building because everybody was, was saying to me, this is where the new move is. This is where the revival is happening. You need to come and, and be part of the revival. And I walked into the building, this, this massive auditorium. And I was looking on the platform. I was looking for the anointing. I was looking for the moving of God's spirit and uh, the Holy Spirit came beside me in the dream and said, this is not the new move. Yeah. The Holy Spirit 
brought me out into a field and I saw this tent and chairs and the Holy Spirit said, this is where the new move is. But in, as I looked at the ground, uh, I saw that the ground needed to be tilled and this move was going to be prayed through and birthed through. We need the ox anointing. Oh. Those that would be willing to yield in prayer and enter into the deeper place of intercession to and birth. I'm just getting wrecked in here. Come oh on. my God, I'm getting wrecked as you say that, man. It's so good. Um, ox anointing, just to be willing to plow. And, you know, there's nothing fancy about an ox. Amen. You know? Unless you've eaten oxtail. But there's nothing really fancy about it. You know, yeah. I think everyone wants the glamour. You know, I think everyone's waiting for that glamour moment. And, you know, and I and I know, look, I've known you for years and and I know the plowing that goes in to even get where you're at now and to where you're headed, you know, and I can see that. Um, you know, I I, I think that we we devalue ourselves sometimes way too poorly you know we're just devaluing and i think sometimes that we see ourselves so high and lifted up that we can't see ourselves in the day of plowing wow, so wow. we're kind of like stuck between two worlds either we devalue ourselves that we're not good for anything or we hey i'm waiting for that i'm waiting for the i'm invited to nations you know instead of plowing right. now and being faithful where you're at and and doing that so good um See, I, 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 I see, um, I, I see that uh, much is going to be birthed, even in even in little places, right? Even in churches that are not well known, right? Things are going to be birthed through prayer, intercession, and just partnering with the Lord. But we're in an hour where God is releasing something on the tents. And we're going to see harvest coming in through the tents. And it, it's got to be organic. It's got to be real. It's got to be Holy Ghost, hunger, power. It, it's got to be the Lord's hand has got on it. For it's it got to be authentic. Really, yes. Like not yeah. following some kind of this is how you do a tent crusade. Right, right. You know, I, I maybe so that, that's the thing that he's we're, we're missing. Is just the authenticity of the spirit, you know, yeah. just being led by the spirit. What do you want today? You know, right. versus I'm going to try to make something happen or call something out. And I don't mind proclaiming yeah. and decreeing, you know, but um, when you were saying that, I just hear this word authentic, like it's got to be authentic. Don't try to go, hey, Jesse said tents. Let's go get a tent. Yeah, no, the sake I... of having a tent. Yeah. By the way, I'm in Florida, okay? It's uh, been 105 degrees heat index this week. So, yeah, I like air conditioning right now. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, you know, what I, I, I mean, what, what I know is that there's a timing with everything. Right. So it's going to be at the right time. But I believe we're seeing some of the sparks of this now. Uh, I had this dream probably a year and a half ago, 
and I've been praying into it. We're praying about getting a tent here and, you know, we got a team to help us and we're going to run with it when the time is right. But, um, how yeah, much does a tent cost? How much does that tent cost? Oh my goodness. Um, five grand is when I was looking All right, at So Jesse needs five grand Lord. So folks, if you're watching this, go to his website and sow money for a tent. How's that? I mean, that's, I mean, I love giving to that. Like I love, I love the vision. Again, you know, um, more if, if we just really heard the vision and would sow into it. Yeah. You know, Amen. instead of waiting for something to break, you know what I mean? But to hear the vision, right. I, the Lord told me, he said, my people are going by sight, but not by my voice. So they're, they're waiting until they see something instead of what am I telling them to do? Like, what is, what have I spoken to them? Come and on. so, um, okay. So tense. And, and I do agree with you. I do think, I, I think we're looking for, I think we're looking for a, um, a movement, an old garment of a movement that, you know, it's some kind of like Bethel movement. But I, I, I mean, if I, I would tell you Bethel's heart is that every church would be awakened, whether they're part of Bethel or not. That's the purpose of the Bethel right. movement. I yeah. think that, I think everyone wants to have that kind of thing. Like that's a movement. And it was for Bethel. Like that's what they were mandated to do. But I think that whether you're part of something they are not, God wants to use every little church Right. You know, it's not about you going from 100 to 15,000 people in a week. And it's, yeah, I had a vision, Jesse, uh, two years ago where those I saw in the spirit, the Lord, the spirit breaking out and and everyone wanting to get a bigger venue. Like it was at our church. It was our church. I remember it was like it wasn't our church, but I was preaching and it was like, oh, we need to get a bigger venue. And the Lord spoke to me and said, do not increase the venue, increase the number of sites. Mm. He says, I want this in every church, not every church in one building. Wow. And, and so he, you know, the temptation is what? The temptation is to keep building a venue instead of anointing people and sending them back to their churches where it's breaking out in every church. Wow. Because we can't sustain. Look, I was part of the 93 ri revival with, with, um, Rodney. And by the way, my life was changed. Okay. That's awesome. But you know what? It didn't sustain. You know what I mean? Yeah. It if when when art when art when the church decided they didn't want to do it anymore for a lot of people, it just went wow. You know, because it, you know, it was contained in one place, kind of thing. Where you know, we need the fires everywhere. We don't need one church doing seven nights a week or what if it's like, you know, seven churches did one night a week. Right. And you, right. And you went to a different, so their team is working one night and, you know, and it's yeah. not burning out one church. And then, you know, I, there's just got to, there's a different model that we haven't seen yet. Yes. And we're still trying to go back through history, which right. I think that looks more like the book of Acts than what we've seen. Right. In a sense, the book of Acts wasn't one building. Yeah, so you good. Know, they didn't go, hey, you know what? Can we get that building in Capernaum that Jesus spoke at? You know, can we rent that for a week? We got to, you know, they didn't do yeah. that. It was house to house. It was, 
you know, group to group. It was, they just didn't have the venues. Like, but number one, they were persecuted. So the last thing you do is put 5,000 of you in one building. Yeah. And, and, and I think that that's my vision. That's what I see. I think our temptation is to do satellite churches, you know? So there's, again, one person speaking in 20 venues instead of, you know, God will anoint the other person to speak. Right. You know, I, I think many are, uh, you know, many are in a place of, of saying, God, what is the new thing you are doing? And it's not that the heavens are, are closed. It's not, but many are, are in the place of just posturing themselves to discern like, Lord, what's, what's coming. We, there, we all sense something's coming. It, right. We're anticipating, you know, for it to come forth. And it's not going to be just about one person or one ministry, but it's going to be a move. It's going to be a movement. And uh, there may be many movements, uh, but there's always something God is breathing heavily on that rises to the top. And there is something I sense in my spirit that is going to come uh, that we're not going to have to get everybody a part of it or you know, it's just going to be organic. It's just going to be the flow of God's spirit. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm incredibly hopeful. Uh, you know, we, we have so many, so much that's, that's happening in America. We have communism trying to come in. We have this, this, this deep darkness trying to come over people. But yet we have a greater hope on the inside of us. We have a gospel, uh, but there is something God is going to do in the midst of all this that is not going to be the hand of man. It's going to be the hand of God. And, uh, you know, I, I love the kingdom. I preach the kingdom. I live the kingdom. I know that the kingdom of God is at hand. And when we don't have revival, we always have the kingdom of God is at hand. But at the same time, I want an open heart for God to come and do what he wants to do. If God chooses to move sovereignly, breathe on some something, a revival, I'm all for it. All right. Last time we talked, you said something that was great. It's like sometimes you go to preach and it's it's um um it's the word. The Lord wants you just to bring the message, the preaching of the word. I think that the church has gotten away from that yeah. a little bit. Uh the importance of the word. Bill Johnson once, I remember him teaching a doing a meeting once and he, it was uh talking about Gibeon. Now Gideon is threshing wheat and the wine press. He said, you know, sometimes Christians, when God wants the word, they're trying to bring the wine. <laughs> and sometimes God wants the wine and they're trying to bring the word. And that both are necessary. You know, yeah. we we need both of them. And um um which is I remember you saying that very powerful. Sometimes you're just sitting there and you go, I was out in um, Tuttle, Oklahoma, back last year, I think it was, a year and a half ago. And I, the first night, Jesse, I, I didn't lay hands on anyone. Mm. I taught the kingdom for an hour and a half and didn't do much. The Lord, the Spirit just wasn't letting me move. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, and I wasn't upset, you know, but the next night 
we didn't even get to the worship mm. before God broke out. And and that's just, it, it, it's got, you know, this is where you learn, right? You learn this because sometimes you try to do it. And then, you know, when you're young, you, you know, you, you think, you know, you love, by the way, we love it when people are yeah. getting drunk in the spirit. We love that. Absolutely. I don't need that. I don't, I don't need people getting drunk for me. They need to get drunk. I don't need them to get drunk for me. It's not going right. to, you falling over, is it going to make me feel any better? No. You know, um, I do want you touched, whether it is the, by the word preach that opens up something for you or by the spirit, whichever one, I, they're both the spirit, right? The word right. is spirit. So um, I think sometimes that there's that temptation for us to, you know, we want to have the blowout meeting, right? Mm -hmm. We want to have that meeting that everyone's drunk on the ground. And we call that revival, you know, except for what about when people get a hunger for the word again? Right. And there's revelatory teaching and, you know, there's revelation given in the word and it's just right. being cracked open like a, like just a syrup over you know over people's lives and I, I think we forget that because they used to sit at the feet of jesus and go we haven't heard any teaching like this you know we haven't we haven't been you know what i mean yeah you know, and jesus actually wowed the grace that came from his mouth and teeth and, that, and that's something for us ministers to remember man there's grace impartation in the teaching as much as in the laying on of hands yes and, and we have to and the church i think got away from that Yes, I agree. Um, okay. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the word is so powerful. And uh, there's power in the word itself. The word is a living spirit. And so there's times where we need to hear the word. And when the word is being preached, there's something being sown in your heart. There's something being sown in the atmosphere. And it's wonderful when the Holy Spirit breaks out and there's joy and there's miracles. Uh, but I, I see it as the Word and the Spirit walk together and they're in agreement. And some, some of the mindset is, well, we're going to put miracles over here. We're going to put healings over here. We're going to put manifestations over here. And then we have teaching. Uh, but that's not actually right because the gospel is power right and the spirit does not testify of himself he testifies of jesus so when the word is preached we should expect miracles to happen we should expect people to get healed uh, you know i've had meetings where people just were listening to the teaching and they, they got, got healed. healed yeah without anybody laying hands on them they got healed and i know i love some of the the ministries that you have been uh connected to and around. I love Rodney Howard Brown, Bill Johnson, uh, incredible uh, man of God, how right. he stewarded that movement, you know, Bethel and the Bethel churches. It's, you know, it's just been amazing. Um, and I consider myself just part of those, those tribes. Right. right. But uh, we do need to get back to the simplicity of the word. We need the word. And, you know, some of the mindsets that are within the church right now are really unhealthy mindsets. 
And the you only way- name a couple of those because we might we might as well expose them. <laughs> um, well, uh, one of the one of the greatest issues that I see is that there's a lack of understanding of gifts, anointings, and mantles. Yes, we need to understand that we are all part of the body of Christ. Right, but. The, the body of Christ is many members yeah. and there's different anointings and there's different ministries, but we're all part of the body of Christ and the Lord loves diversity. And at the same time, he desires unity. And we are seeing, you know, uh, just such, misunderstanding of people that are are carrying gifts and you know god's anointed them god's graced them to do something uh you know they're on the same team you know right uh, we need to pray for those men and women that are being used by the lord greatly that are winning souls and doing a work for the lord right and uh there's a lack of discernment in the church There's a there's a, a real need for discerning the anointing. And we how we discern the anointing is we know the Holy Spirit. If you're friends with the Holy Spirit and you know the Holy Spirit, you know when the Holy Spirit's moving and when he's not moving, or when something is uh, something is demonic as well as something is holy, you discern that. Right. Uh, so, you know, we shouldn't have we shouldn't have an issue with discerning the difference between a prophet and a witch, or you know, kingdom <laughs> power, power. You know, we shouldn't. We shouldn't, uh, should we? <laughs> you but, know, uh, I, I'll, I'll be nameless, but I had a gentleman in my church back in two thousand and. 13 early on january or something like that and i didn't know him i never met him before i had him in there because one of my leaders wanted him to come and i went this isn't right like this guy is it's a mixture you know and there's something not good there well two and a half years later he got exposed as not believing in jesus anymore got into all this demonic stuff. He's no longer in the church. If I mention his name, everybody would know it on here. But I was so shocked by people who couldn't tell. Like, I'm going, this isn't the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and it's not because he's moving differently. I'm getting a creepy feeling here. Like, I'm getting like, something's wrong here. And then yeah. I caught him lying. Like, I, I, I actually caught him in lies. And, and he sat down with me to have uh, to talk. And I got off the phone, my, you know, I got, off, I got on the phone, my wife, as soon as the meeting was over, and she said, what was that, me what was the meeting like? I said, well, when he sat down, a lying spirit sat down with him. Mm. And he called me up an hour later and said, look, I have to confess to you, I was lying to you. I said, oh, yeah, I know. And I said this to him, I said, look, when you sit down with another person with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's not on your side. He's on the side of truth. So when you lie... He's obligated to also let the other person know. Yeah. Right. If the other person knows the Holy Spirit and knows the spirit of truth, 
he's not going to cover it for you mm. because he's in as much relationship with the other person as he is with you. And he's like, the Holy Spirit's obligated to me that yeah. if I love the spirit of truth to lead me into all truth, he's obligated to lead me into all truth. It's my mm. job to follow it. And, and I, wow. we should know, we should be able to sense that. And, and I think, you know, and I think that one of the things, Jesse, I think that's doing that is COVID separate the body and we became participators by watching only. Wow. And I am not good at watching certain, like I do not watch church services online because I feel that I degrade the Holy Spirit. Like I watch teaching and take notes, mm -hmm. but I can't go to the church online because I, I don't feel yeah. like eating popcorn is like my proper position when the Spirit's moving. I don't want to be entertained. And that's how I feel TV does, right? And so and even though we do stuff online, I, I feel like I got to protect the way I approach Holy Spirit, approach the Word, and I don't do good. Like, I know some people do really good. I know I do really bad with it. Okay, like, I know that it it causes me to put my spirit in a position of I'm not reverencing. Wow. And so I don't do it. I rather go to the meeting, you know, than watch online because I feel like I'm, I know I'm, I don't want to do that. I want to keep my reverence level high. And I think COVID kind of tricked people to think that, Oh, it's okay to listen to a message while you're doing the dishes and you're walking around, right? But you actually can cultivate wow. a complacency that, yeah, you're hearing the message, but, and you know this, when you're hearing someone anointed speak, you're taking notes, you're, you're hearing the spirit talk to you while yeah. they're talking to you. And, and you're having your own, you know, even in the meeting, you're having your own Holy Spirit like encounter. Mm -hmm. I find that when I, that I, that's one of the things I think COVID did was we have to get back. Now, I know I, I look, I have a church, you have meetings. Okay. Yeah. Got to get back to where we value the body assembling together. Right. So yeah. that you're in the presence of the spirit moving. So you don't get distracted. You know, and we got, we got these things, which I love the phone. Okay. But right. Yeah. Get off it. Get yeah. back to a Bible and a notepad if you have to, you know. You know, I, I'm social media is a blessing. It's it's been a great, you know, tool for us, but there is nothing like real connection, being right. in a meeting where God's spirit is flowing, being connected right. to a house where you're getting fed, right, and you're you know connected to real people. Um, right ministry there you know uh i i do some things online but um you know i i i will i will always believe that the church is a place where we assemble ourselves together worship god hear the word yes the church is not not a building but at the same time uh god desires for us to gather together to worship and we need to be spirit led where we're going to be plugged in, who we're going to run with, who we're going to labor with. Um, you know, no, I agree. I know. I agree. There's look, there's, there's times in your walk by walk, anyone's walk where 
you're not feeling it. And you need, that's why you need a body. Yes. You know? um, and by the way, you might not realize it, but you might be not feeling it because you're under oppression. You didn't even know it. You even though the devil came and attacked you in the night, you know, you have no clue because you just think it's you. And, um, you know, and that's what the body does. And you could go into a church and go, hey, would you pray for me? You know, right. or man, uh, you know, and it's, it's, I, I think that, look, I think God's going to revive a lot of this stuff, I think. But I think, look, I think we got to do church differently. I think there's something coming that's going to, number one, I think we need fathers. Yes. Okay. I mean, um, now you come, look, I've met your dad. Absolutely amazing man of God. I didn't grow up in, you know, the church. Uh, I was Catholic, but I don't even blame them. Um, but having spiritual fathers has always been a value to me and helped me. Yeah. Um, and and I've been in churches where that guy's he was a pastor, but he wasn't a father because mm-hmm. he believed in pastors, not fathering. He didn't believe in discipling. He didn't believe in. Um, so I think mm-hmm. there's going to be not that I want people to pull out of those churches, but I think there's going to be shifts in some of those men of God to women of God. And that's going to shift to where it's like, yeah, I built this thing with 10,000 people, but I'm only discipling two. You know, uh, you know yeah. what I mean? How do I disciple them all? And that's something that's going to change in the focus, I think. And, and look, these things help. You can do a lot with this stuff when that's your focus, right? right. A lot of connection that, Paul would have Paul would have used social media. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he, you know, instead of writing a letter, he probably would have, yeah. you know, FaceTimed the Corinthian church and told them to stop some things, you know. And uh, but uh, that's awesome. All right, let's wrap it up, Jess. Uh, what would you like to say to the church? Um, um man, we all need each other. Oh God, this is so good, Jess. I'm to be praying for America. We need to be praying uh, for the shift to happen in America, for God's will to be done. Uh, Pray for leaders this season and um, stay encouraged, stay, stay lifted up, stay prayed up, stay hungry for God. Good things are, are happening. Good things are coming. And there is something on the horizon Amen. that preparing us for. So I Amen. encourage you to stay hungry for God, stay in the flow. So, um, yeah. Just, I, why, don't I, you, why don't you why don't you go ahead and pray for everyone who's going to see the video? Just why don't you just pray yeah. for us all, um, and then we'll say goodbye and uh, let there's, you go. There's, a, there's a, such a, a presence of the Lord on this broadcast. And so I, I just pray, Lord, that every person right now would be touched by your spirit, Lord. Refreshed by your spirit, Lord. I pray for fresh fire, fresh glory. God, I thank you for breaking yokes. I thank you for even releasing uh, healing on the broadcast, Lord. That you would that you would heal bodies on the broadcast that you would heal uh what needs to be healed lord i thank you for that person that's receiving a healing in their neck right now 
in their spine right now in the name of Jesus. Bless every person, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, thank you, Jesse. Thank you, folks, for watching this. It'll be rebroadcasted on all the social media. It'll be out. This is just on the Gate Facebook page right now, but it'll go out into all of them. Um, again, Jesse will be with us on June 30th, 10 and 5 o'clock. Go to thegatejacks.com and register for that. Uh, we just need a head count to make sure we have enough chairs for everybody. Uh, the morning service will have children's ministry. We want your children in the service at night because, well, that's our free-for-all kind of like whatever he wants to lay hands on. I'm going to beg him to lay hands on everybody and whatever we have to do. And we want your kids in there because we want our kids in the presence. We want them in that atmosphere. We want them uh, to absorb it. My kids were in revival in 1990. My son was born the second day of revival uh, at our church in November 1st, 1993. So he grew up in it, you know, and my kids grew up wow. in the church, in revival, in his presence, uh, sitting next to us on the floor. When gold dust came down and started mm -hmm. at our church, it hit our it hit 10 children first before it hit the adults. Wow. God covered the children who were sitting there with my wife and someone else after the service. They were just sitting there praying. The kids were all just around them and they just got blanketed with gold dust. And wow. uh, God really loves the kids. We want them in the service. We want them there. Father, right. I thank you right now for Jesse and Amy. Uh, Lord, bless them. Let their ministry systematically increase in you. That the, the nations multiply as long as the as well as the people and the souls multiply. Lord, I would ask that you meet them financially in every area so they have bread to eat and seed to sow, but that they are abundantly supplied for everything you've called them to do. Every time you call them to do something, may more than enough come in for it so they can sow a seed, so they can eat as a family, and so they can also do the work you called them to. Father, I thank you for all of that. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. Well, Jess, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you Such so much. Such a wonderful time. We'll see you in 10 days, 11 days, something like that. All I right. I forward to comment. I'm excited. All right, buddy. I love All you right. guys. We're going to say goodbye. I got another I got another online thing in uh, 20 minutes. So I'll get okay, ready for that. All right, buddy. Talk to you guys okay. later. Have a great night. All right, my friend.